0: As part of our commitment to fostering a safe and inclusive environment for all, management has developed a new onboarding tool to rate your interactions and experiences while on company property. It's called the offensometer. The audio you are about to hear has been judged as moderate, moderate offensive.
1: Proceed with caution.
0: Employee Number One, the Industrial Accident Podcast. Hello, I'm your host, Cliff Hanger. For this episode, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Rondo Way and Ryder Spurlock. Before we discuss a story or two about what happened to Employee Number One, let's roll out with a panel discussion. Oh, hey, speaking of rock and roll, do you know who Antoine Dominique Domino Jr. was? No. Fats Domino. Fats <laughs> Domino. None other than Fats, the Fat Man. Fats Domino sold over 65 million records, and his song, The Fat Man, is said to be the first rock and roll single. It's it, weird that that was considered rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, not only was that the first rock and roll single, it was the first to sell over one million copies. Ooh,
1: I bet that made a lot of white people angry back in the day. I bet you they weren't even aware of it in all actuality. Well, I don't know. Did they put his picture on the cover?
2: I don't necessarily know if they put his picture on the cover, but I don't think he got very much radio play in actuality. That was all kind of like underground stuff. Well, uh,
0: maybe. Well, uh, Elvis Presley called Fats Domino the true king of rock and roll. Hmm. Elvis was heavily influenced by Fats. Well, that's believable. I mean,
2: let's face it, Elvis Presley never wrote a song or anything else like that. He only performed.
0: Yeah. True story. You know who else was uh, influenced by Fats
2: Domino. I would say, judging if you just called that the first rock and roll song, I would say everybody.
1: Yeah, basically everyone that's played a guitar and stuff since then. Well, fair enough.
0: But there was a guy named Ernest Evans. Who? (laughs) Yeah. Well, Ernest Evans called himself Chubby Checker. Ooh. What's 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 the first thing you think of when you hear Chubby Checker? Twist. The Twist, that's right. That was a 1960 cover of an original 1958 song by Hank Ballard and the Midnighters. So not only did Chubby Checker base his name and identity on somebody else and record a song originally performed by somebody else, he popularized the dance that he didn't even come up with. Sounds about right. So he's doing an Elvis, basically. Well, yeah. <laughs> <A> nice, <laughs> nice touchback.
2: But in actuality... Everybody covered everybody back then. I mean, it's very difficult to, to figure who wrote songs and stuff back then and who performed them better or worse because you go back to all the artists of that era and they were all doing covers of everybody else's song.
1: That's true. Johnny Cash did covers.
2: Well, everybody at Sun did covers for everybody else at Sun Records. Yeah. Huh. I mean, you know, Carl
0: Perkins did Blue Suede Shoes. Everybody thinks it's an Elvis song. The Elvis didn't do anything first for get fat. And die <laughs> on the toilet. Yeah. Blow a gasket taking a shit. (laughs) That's a workplace injury, huh? Yeah. So, uh, have any of you ever done the twist? Um, yeah. Obviously. Really, you have? Yeah. What about you? I can't dance. (laughs) I've never done the twist either. But you know who did? Who? Employee number one. You want to hear about (laughs) it? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. This is a situation that happened in... uh, Let's see, California somewhere, at a sewer water treatment plant. Oh, it's going to be shitty. Yeah. Uh, I just (laughs) told my dog, fucker. At 11 o'clock a.m. on September 29th, 2020, employee number one and co-workers number one and number two were employed by a heavy construction company. They were engaged in horizontal drilling in a trench as part of a water and sewer treatment plant construction project. They had just finished drilling a 1,387-foot-long pilot drill and were using a larger diameter reamer to push ream a larger hole. Employee number one and co-worker number one were breaking rods as co-worker number two operated a Ditch Witch JT-10, more than 1,380 feet away and out of sight of employee number one and co-worker number one coworker number two turned off the drilling process without communicating to employee number one and coworker number one that he had locked the drilling operation employee number one placed hydraulic tongs on the drill pipe unaware of employee number one's action coworker two turned on the drilling operation put the tongs on yes the pipe began to turn which caused the hydraulic hoses and the cables to catch and wrap employee number one around the pipe. Employee number one was killed. Wow. (laughs) That's a bad scene. Yeah. So, like, did he get crushed in it, or... Oh, he
1: got all spun up. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he got all wound up. Not what I thought was going to happen when you said it was in a sewer in California. No. Well, he did the twist.
2: (laughs) That's terrible. All right. That really is.
0: Um... There were no assessed penalties or fines yet. It is still currently an open investigation.
2: What, what are they currently investigating, though? I mean, who's at fault? Did he bypass some safety standard? Was there no... I mean, which employee was at fault, or is this for the employer?
0: I have no idea. No. I couldn't tell you. The documentation does not elaborate. Fair enough. Next. Just like any uh, government uh, information... You, Not always fully... A mystery. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mystery. You want to hear another one? Oh, desperately. Okay. Now, this story has to do with rebar. And I believe you've got a family member that uh, works with reinforced concrete bar. Rebar? Yeah. Yeah. And what exactly does he do? Bends it,
2: twists it, shears it. He doesn't actually make the rebar. He just makes the shapes and stuff that people want and the lengths and sizes like that. All right.
0: To the best of my knowledge, I don't really. Does he live in Phoenix, Arizona? No. Okay. At approximately 8.30 p.m. on January 12, 2015, employee number one was operating a 2006 Kinefac MC 75 FT I apostrophe MC 80 Kine roller cylindrical die rolling machine. That sounds a lot more impressive than what actually it probably is. Yeah, do
2: you actually see the picture of it? Yeah. It's probably like a shovel. <laughs> that was definitely a rolling machine. That would be a digging machine. Something.
0: There's more information you want to hear? Absolutely. Uh, the serial number was 1367. <laughs> <laughs> the Kinefact machine was set for an in-feed application of material that threads during the operating cycle. The Kinefac had two 8-inch cylindrical dies that thread 2-inch diameter steel rebar to produce a precision thread at 2.25 by 4.5 pitch. The working space for the operator was approximately 27 inches between the custom fabricated racking system and the Kinefac MC-80. That's not a lot of room. Well and he was approximately 18 inches from the rotating rebar. During the threading cycle, the employee approached the spinning rebar and his sweatshirt got caught by the spinning rebar, which pulled him into the rotating material. The employee was killed as a result of amputation of the left arm and blunt trauma to the body from the spinning rebar. Jesus Christ. The company was using 18-foot-long, half-inch-by-two-inch-diameter steel rebar to be threaded for a final cage assembly. Fuck.
1: So he gets his arm ripped off and... Being with it presumably yeah
0: <laughs> it's like you've beaten it with his own arm yeah,
1: yeah. god damn That's
2: shitty rap-a-tap-tap god you, you figure that your clothing would just tear off of you first yeah. before it rip a limb off of you man. yeah
1: you would think so because like there's the stitches like near the shoulder you think that would just like pop off right but then it just nope your entire arm goes in there and you're screwed well they always tell you to wear protective clothing and you never think that that could be what gets you or no loose clothing. No, you know? yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. But it's a little chilly outside. You can't be wearing
0: just a t-shirt. I don't know how hot and sweaty you get threading stuff. But, uh, Fuck,
2: it's Phoenix, Arizona, man. It's all <laughs> Fuck there. What, does this asshole have a hoodie yeah,
0: on? Yeah, that's true. That's true. If it had been me, I would have pulled my nipple hair in. I'd have my shirt off. <laughs> you got a lot of nipple hair do you? No. Oh. This is the wrong podcast for that. All right. All right. So if you were to be twisted up in a piece of rebar, what do you think the penalty to the employer would be? They should be beaten with a piece of rebar. <laughs> beaten with their own left arm. <laughs> yes.
1: An eye for an eye.
0: Until they are rebarred. Or it would be an arm for an arm. Anybody want to guess what the penalty was assessed at the value? 50000 but it was dropped down to uh, 28000 Thank you,
1: Ryder. Next. 14,000.
2: 14,000. 14,000. Straight across the board. No reduction on no, no. them. Just standard.
1: There you go. Very strong stance to take.
0: In this particular situation, the initial penalty and the current penalty happened to be the same amount. It was not reduced. Wow. Employee one's life in this situation was worth a grand total of $8,250.
2: We are so overshooting the value of life. Yeah, that is terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go lower from now on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's
0: see what other stories we can find.
2: Absolutely. Please continue on, Cliff.
0: Now, typically, the case studies that I read I get from OSHA or the Bureau of Labor Services website. So reputable sources. Reputable sources. Yes, and these are uh, these are accident. Investigation or incident summaries. Okay, okay. This one is a news article and this happened in the United Kingdom. Bloody hell. Would well, you like me to read it to you? I don't have to do an accident, do I? No, okay, fair enough. Because I don't know right. do that. Well, the title of this article is Woman's Face Rebuilt by Doctors After Scalp Ripped Off in a Gruesome Factory Accident. Five, well. Why would that have to rebuild her face if it was her scalp that got ripped off? Well, let's read the story and find out. Fair enough. The author of this news article was Neil Docking, who was a Crown Court reporter, and the date of the article was the second of July, twenty nineteen. I just wish
2: I would have used my name as Neil Docking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, a maybe next week. A young woman's face is being rebuilt by doctors after she was scalped from her eyebrows to the back of her head. Carolina Lubiniecka's hair got caught in machinery while she cleaned an unsafe production line at a factory in St. Helens. The 29 year old had the skin ripped off the top of her skull and also lost her thumb, her left ear, and half of her right ear. Cheshire Moldings and Wood Turnings and one of its directors, I'm not going to read his name, were told to pay more than 500,000 pounds over the accident. Liverpool Crown Court heard details of the troubled company's quote, unedifying end quote, health and safety record, which includes two other horrific incidents, and the devastating impact on the traumatized agency worker who has been left with one eye higher than the other. Dude. <laughs> who? Who has been left. <laughs> Cliff.
1: <laughs> but she always looks.
0: Ex- <laughs> Quizzical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like the uh, Dory. Yeah. All right. All I got to say is it sounds like the uh, bear attack that, that Hugh Glass guy went through. How it ripped off his skull and the ear and everything. You Jazz? Hugh Glass. I don't know anything about Hugh Glass. He was attacked by a bear. He was a
0: mountain man. Huh. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> okay. Right. And the devastating impact on the traumatized agency worker who has been left with one eye higher than the other was also revealed the Polish victim who started working at the Normanton Road Sutton site in November 2015 had quote reasonable but limited English she had been making timber parts on the Wining 2020 production line for two to three months before her ordeal on June 30 2016 okay we're gonna go we're gonna skip through this the victim spent a month in hospital underwent four operations, and now has sight and hearing problems.
2: Imagine that after having your ear tore off, and your eyes
0: realigned. The Crown Prosecutor is quoted as saying, Treatment to her scalp in the form of skin grafting is continuing and she now has to wear a wig. She is due to undergo an operation for the insertion of bone implants for the attachment of silicon ears, and an operation on her left thumb to enable a prosthesis to be fitted. She has received fat grafting to improve the shape of her eyes and is being trained by a makeup artist to cover her extensive scarring. Her eyebrows have had to be recreated using microblading. Now, I think if I just got peeled like a fucking potato and somebody said they were going to microblade what's left in my face, I'd be a little nervous. Yeah, that sounds a little mildly horrifying. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right, but along those same lines, I mean, imagine looking at yourself with no fucking eyebrows. (laughs) That's true. And one eye higher than the other and no fucking ears. I mean, you've got to do something to look semi, you know?
1: Well, I mean, half the women nowadays don't have any eyebrows. They just get a fucking Sharpie and go...
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when they draw them on too high and you tell them they look surprised. (laughs) Um, Health and safety executive investigators found moving parts of the machinery, including the drive shaft that she caught her hair on, were inadequately guarded. Staff statements revealed that there was a poor picture of unsafe practices, including cleaning and removing blockages while machinery at the factory was running. Uh, I'm gonna skip through here. So far it just sounds like uh, the
1: person that owned the company was an idiot. They hired someone that didn't speak English that well and they
0: didn't take care of the equipment. And when they
1: did, they did it during work hours when the equipment was running.
0: Yeah. One of you want to take a look at that photograph and tell me what you think that looks like and how you would describe that to the listener?
1: Well, it looks like something from a Saw movie.
0: Yeah. It uh,
1: looks like a metal plate with a razor blades going in every single goddamn
0: direction. Yeah, that looks like some kind of crazy... Uh, <laughs> it uh, it want to like play a shaft. It's got an array of blades going at a bunch of different angles, probably 18 inches wide. Yeah, that's horrifying. That's oh, horrifying.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't see it from here, but uh, the description is pretty, uh, pretty good. Yeah, I would say.
1: And it even looks a little bit rusted too, like
0: <laughs> yeah, at a least a little, nice. a little dirty. It does look
2: like something straight out of a horror movie. Look at that son of a bitch. Yeah,
0: that's the machine.
2: Fuck! Is that what's it used for?
0: They make big decorative moldings
2: in one pass. Oh, so, so like, like
0: so it's like a shaper. It's just a large shaper. It's, it's pretty a gigantic much. shaper. Yeah. 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 Well, you stick a 2x12 in there, and you come out with a stick of really fancy crown molding. And no guards or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a bad scene. Yeah, I don't want to be messing with one of those. No. Let's see if we can find a better story. All right, let's do it. Are either of you familiar with a type of machine called a recoiler?
1: No. No. But I have recoiled in terror a couple of times.
0: That may happen again. Fair enough. So this happened in Maryland, June 15th, 2016. Is that... that's spring, right? Spring, summertime.
1: Yeah. Depending yeah. on where you're at in the
0: country. it's Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. It's still spring. At approximately 2.45 p.m. on June 15th, 2016, employee number one accessed the steel recoil area of a polishing operation where a 48-inch wide, 30-thousandth gauge steel coil was being fed at a rate of 50 to 70 feet per minute. The area was unguarded between the lower tension roller and the recoil roller. A length of 89 inches from the lower tension roller, located 30 inches from the floor, and the ingoing nip point on the recoiler roller, located 74 inches above the floor. You know what a nip point is, right?
2: Oh, I guess it's cold outside, right?
0: No. Oh. Well, we... <laughs> It is. It is spring. Uh, Are we
2: leading to what got caught in the machine here? It is. It is spring
0: in Maryland. Yeah. I mean, he did say something about nipple hair earlier. All right, the nip point, I guess, is a place where something could get pinched or trapped or twisted. That makes sense. Yeah. With nips. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) The employee was attempting to insert paper from a roller in between coils of steel that was one continuous sheet as it was recoiled onto a recoiler machine. Why were they doing the paper exactly? I don't know. Let's get to the end and see if we can ask employee number one. Employee number one had his hands, then his arms, caught in the recoiler, which pulled the rest of his body down to his waist into the recoiler before the recoiler could be stopped by a co-worker. Employee number one was killed. Oh, shit. I'd hope yeah. so. I mean, so we can't you get ask-
1: trapped halfway in a machine, you don't
0: want to live after that. Yeah. I mean, I've been constipated, but I've never been bound up like that. God damn. We can't ask him why he was putting paper in there. <laughs> damn it. In this particular situation, what do you think employee one's life was worth?
1: Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, 2500
0: 2500 Fine to the employer. Wow. Okay. I mean... We all know. Nice guess, Ryder. Thank you. Well, uh,
2: what do you got, Rondo? <laughs> as far as oh oh, that wasn't the that wasn't the amount. No, no, we're still guessing. Oh, um, you always hear about industrial accidents. You always think in in the back of your mind. Oh, this company's probably going to go broke or something. So I'm going to go. What did you say?
1: I said twenty five hundred.
2: I just hear people yelling in my ear right now,
1: higher, higher,
2: higher. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm going to go $1.3 million. $1.3 million. The initial penalty assessed to the employer, $14,100. The so as much long, as my car long, long, cost. The current penalty has been reduced to $8,535.
1: Why do they always reduce it so damn much? I don't know. Because the company
2: probably supports some politician. Oh, that's true. Who then makes a couple phone
0: calls. (laughs) I I think we have time for one more. Absolutely, Cliff. All right. Anybody here familiar with uh, strip clubs?
2: Why, yes, Cliff. Yes, I am.
0: Did you ever know anybody named Rotating Kelly? Rotating Kelly. Yeah, I believe so. I knew a gyrating Janet. <laughs> As it turns out, rotating Kelly is not the name of a stripper. No. No, it's a piece of uh, oil rig equipment. Ooh, oil rigs. Those are never good. No, no. I uh, don't have a state for this, but it does bring up our old friend the Nip Point. Hmm. Okay. In February, so it could have been. Yes. Yeah, very Nip. Stiff titty. <laughs> All right. At approximately 9.15 p.m. on February 24th, 2006, employee number one was adding lubricating oil to the rotary of a water well drilling rig. He did not stop the rig as he performed this procedure, and his raincoat was caught by the rotating Kelly. Uh, hold
2: on there a second, Cliff. I want to interrupt you at this point. So we're not talking about a strip club then? No,
1: no. Not at all? No. You just because there's lubrication and a rotating Kelly does not mean to strip totally
0: me <laughs> with that did you but he did not have a raincoat on oh although there were no protrusions on the Kelly the self-adhesive properties of the raincoat caused it and employee number one to be drawn into the rotating Kelly <sighs> employee number one was killed I mean I think at that there's point, a reason that uh oil... Rigs have a, such a high death. Yeah, and you would think that if he was lubricating enough, that the adhesive properties of a rim coat wouldn't have mattered much. He must have just started it. <laughs> yeah, the Vaseline was still a little uh, gooey. This is another situation where the initial and the final or the current penalty are the same amount.
2: Ooh, here we go. Okay, so it's oil, so it's petroleum, so you know the government's going to go easy on them. It's accidents that happen quite often. Well,
0: I beg your pardon. This was a water well drilling company. Oh. An oil well. Oh. That puts a whole different paint job on it.
2: Right. Something far more essential, so the fines
0: were probably higher. Okay. Not. (laughs) So, if I happen to be working on a water well drill rig, and I got myself wound up with a rotating Kelly, what do you think my life would be worth? What do you think the employer would be fine. $750. $750. (laughs) Rondo's all in for $750. $200. $200. (laughs) They don't care. We were talking about your life, right, Cliff? My life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The life of Cliffhanger has a price tag. Uh, You're right, Rondo. You're kidding me. Really? Yeah. The initial penalty was $750.
1: (laughs) And the final penalty
0: was not reduced a dime. Thank God. Well, that's a first. Yeah. So for the price of a moderate set of tires, they bought a guy's life. Seven hundred
2: fifty bucks. I'm still stunned by how low that amount is. Really. Yeah. That's I, mean, I was trying to be witty and clever.
0: No, that's disgusting. That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Seven hundred fifty bucks. Well, I don't even know what that works out to be an hourly wage. I mean, like, when I first started working, my paychecks worked. That's like eleven bucks an hour. Twelve bucks an hour. Jesus Christ. Sickening. Yeah. Was, that, All right. RIP em- employee one. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Okay, Rondo, writer. That brings us to the end of episode one. Good start, I think. Good start. Anybody have any other thoughts about the value of human life?
2: I don't think so. I'm just How about glad- you,
1: Cliff? I'm just glad I have a life insurance policy that's $1,000. A $1,000 life
2: insurance policy. It was free. Right, but what, what shit-ass employer actually gives you the... It Seriously? was through the
1: bank, so... Through the bank, huh? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was free through the bank. <laughs> he bet
0: the bank $1,000 he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's terrible. All yeah. right. Well, thank you for joining us here at Employee Number One, the Industrial Accident Podcast. For my co-hosts, Rondo Way and Ryder Spurlock, I'm Cliff Hanger, and remember... When the whistle blows and the tools are put away, it's hard to beat a twist off. Thanks again.